This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, an Ontario teacher is going viral for her fashion and her approach to teaching kids. Zara Hassan tells us how she is using social media and fashion to inspire her students. Plus, your calls and texts on school uniforms, as we did have a couple of shift heads take exception to the fact that a teacher used fashion to connect with students. Grab your munchies. It's time for the 420 game showy. We mark the laziest day of the year with a cannabis themed trivia game. Are you okay with taking a shower? Are you okay with raccoons and dispatching them? All of this and more on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. Everybody has a cool teacher, someone that inspired um, inspired them. And their name is usually different. You know, they're usually like a, a Mr. B or a Mrs. T, you know, they always, they always sort of pick that up. And, and there's a teacher from Southern Ontario who has become a bit of an online star. (laughs) And uh, there was a great article, which I'll post at shiftheads.ca from global news about Zara Hassan. And, um, you're a teacher. Yes. You, uh, who do you teach you? What grade? Like, are you multiple grades, multiple subjects? What, what kind of stuff do you teach? Yeah. So currently I am a supply teacher, but I have an LTO, which is long-term occasional teaching. So I've mm-hmm. had this position now from January until June. Uh, so I took over for his teacher who got promoted to vice principal at another nice. school. And she was a special education teacher. So she works with uh, in-class support from grade six to eight, but she also has a classroom homeroom for math and visual arts and all rotary to all grade eights. Wow. Okay. So busy. There's lots. Very, very busy. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. And so you, uh, you're, you're on the TikToks. Ryan, uh, my content producer, he loves your sneakers, by the way. She's got such great style. Um, that's what your kids like about you though. You're, uh, you're connecting. Yes. I think I'm personable. Um, a lot of them can connect, I guess, like, cause they also say that like I'm young, although I feel mm. old. I'm 28, but they think right. young. They tell me I look 18. I was like, oh, thank you. Nice. I'll take it, you know? Uh, but yeah, so I think it's like the personable. Like I'm into like the fa- kind of fashions that they're also kind of uh, getting into in middle mm-hmm. school, high school age. Yeah. This is cool. So how do you, um, did, did, was this an intentional thing or were you just being expressive and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, hey I'm cool. <laughs> Yeah, like it was not intentional. Like it was literally me doing for my students when I had them in 2021. I had a another LTO, which is virtual. So they pushed me to start in a TikTok and I started on their behalf. And then it just took over and I'm like, oh, what? What is teacher TikTok? That's what I've been labeled uh, from the get. So it's just so weird, um, but really cool at the same time. So, uh, do you have a cool name? Are you a uh, Miss Z or anything like that? Or yeah, they call me Miss Hassan, so that's like my last name. Uh, but the reason why, like, I go by Miss Wanderer Soul because also like that's a name that I've been going like through university on my socials is because like I just love that word wanderous, which is like beauty but weird at the same time, and I feel like that kind of describes who I am. Mm. Uh, and like so, like you know, I'm everywhere, so it, it was really cool. So some students will come to me and call me Miss Wanderer Soul sometimes, which is so funny. Uh, but 
they call me Mrs. San. I play basketball too. So I think like they gave me some basketball nicknames when I, because I'm, I'm really good at shooting. Uh, and mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So they call me Trippy, like Hassan. Cause, oh, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> I try, I try. <laughs> no, that's great. That's fun. So when you thought about becoming a teacher, help me understand why. Because what I'm hearing, and I don't want to bias your answer, but what I'm hearing is there is an element of sort of freedom and expression yeah. that you're bringing, I, right? And if you can inspire kids to do blank, if you had to choose one thing that you could only inspire kids to do, I'm guessing it's not mathematics. No. For me, ideally, is for them to really hound in and find their aspirations and purpose. So what I try to instill in all kids is you can do whatever and don't let society or people limit you from what you think so like think big like growth mindset is more of what i tried to teach and how like to take care of your mental health and just like how to be a social being mm, interesting consciousness yes yes i'm heavy on that <laughs> okay so as a teacher you have your curriculum you still do need to do mathematics of two plus two or whatever it looks like so you get that done the black and the white is two plus two um everything around that becomes mentorship and leadership is that is that a fair ball for you then yes for sure i would definitely mm. say that. Mm. what's your dream teaching job like my dream teaching job yeah, right now I can give it to you. I'm, I'm, I, by the way, I'm the minister of education. <laughs> I don't have no idea. Oh my God. My dream teaching job is to get a contract. Like I look like, Hey, like I'm not contracted currently. Like I, right. I don't have a full-time position, like, cause that's just the thing that's happening currently, but mm -hmm. only a contract. I hope to get a normal class size, you know, not in the high thirties, you know, cause it can okay. be very overwhelming keep it in the 20s and just teaching I like math now which is weird because I'm not a math person <laughs> I went to school for English uh, but I actually started to like math so teaching math language and the arts uh, is it would be my job would be my which is what I would love to do okay cool this is fun by the way this is cool for me to yeah. sort of dig into your brain a little bit inspiration for style now sneakers oh god sneakers so <laughs> When I started this show, I mean, I spent money on leather Italian brogues and uppers and all those things, right? Like nice shoes. Yes. Ryan has started spending my money for me <laughs> on sneakers. Now, I don't buy fancy, fancy sneakers like you guys do. I'm pretty yes. much like daily court shoes. That's about it. <laughs> but that being said, um, I, my millennial friend has spent plenty of my dollars on shoes for me. Yes. Um, but what is it? What is it about you? Are you in the culture as well for for the sneaker culture? Do you follow? I mean, if you're a basketball fan, I'm. That's a dumb question, Shane. No, I love sneakers. Like the reason why I love sneakers is because like growing up, I always wanted to like the buy the pair of like Air Forces and Jordans, and like sometimes my parents couldn't afford it. Uh, so now as an adult, like I get to actually enjoy the things and buy the things that I always wanted so I always just had like a dream of just collecting shoes and especially sneakers um I don't know and again you know that I love basketball so it's just part of like the hip-hop hip-hop culture sports culture that I grew around and yeah I I love them so you're young in your teaching career yeah. but it sounds to me like there could be some advice where where do teachers because I I will 
I will declare that I there are teachers that are the special ones, the ones that are the magical ones. They they just they're there for such amazing reasons that we will never understand. It's a calling. Then there are teachers who are just teachers, mm-hmm. right? Where do teachers, where can teachers really grow? Where do they miss the ball? Where do they miss the three-point shot, if I will? Uh, a pun on your your skills. The <laughs> Is it mentorship? Is it that or is it time? Is it presence? I mean, to me, it sounds like um, there are different pieces that you can stop and talk to a child and get it differently. Yes, I think a lot of the time is when you come for out of teacher's college and you're new in your career, you just have all these expectations. But the issue is like the institution of how the actual, how the school board works and the administration section of it is kind of where it gets tricky, right? So then you, it's a balancing act, right? So the principals and the teachers need to be coherent in order for the students. So sometimes I feel like teachers get lost in like the rule of what a teacher does. Cause like teachers usually in general, especially when we were in practicum, you go above and beyond, right? You're trying to, you're trying to connect with the kids. You're um, making connections with principals. You are showing your, your best face. But as soon as you get contracted and you work for a few years, I feel like the, the institution of school kind of defeats teachers uh, and they started to get jaded because like that inspiration of why they started, they can't really see anymore. Right. Uh, so I tell people, like, always go back to why you even got into this position or this career in the first place. And that should reignite the reason why you are here today. You know, I love it. I totally get it. I, I think that teachers convention should be less about child psychologists yeah. and more about playing dodgeball. A hundred percent. And kids love dodgeball and it is what it is. You know, sometimes yeah. there's kids that want to play Uno. And I feel like a lot of the times teachers forget that te- students are humans too with, with feelings and they bring in their bad days, right? Imagine when we're going to work and maybe we're having an off day. We got 30 kids in front of us and maybe a few of them are having an off day too. So I feel like we need to um, know more and care more and show empathy to their emotions um, to students for sure. And I people- love this. Yeah, this is so good. Zahra Hassan is um, is the teacher. What what's the uh, the social handle again? Wonderful. Miss Wanderous Soul. <laughs> Wanderous Soul. I love it. I think it's really great. I, you're doing really great things, and I, I just I wanted to bring you on and introduce you. We saw the piece that that Global had done. Uh, I, I think it transcends teaching. Yes. The willingness to be inspired and live into that, but your expression is is really the cool part, right? Um, it's amazing what happens when you put yourself out there a little bit and people will respond in certain ways and, and to be yourself. And I mean, you're still age appropriately yourself too, right? I mean, keep in <laughs> mind, I'm not just saying like walk in wearing whatever you want to wear. I mean, you still have a job to do. I think we all agree on that. Yes. Yes. I definitely. What's next then? So other than a job, if you could, um, you know, you just keep banging away and, and marking red gold stars. Yes, like even on, on my off time, like I do, I work with organizations, so community organizations as well. And I call myself a person of service. That's that's who, like, what leads me in life, what I enjoy, what gives me gratitude and makes me feel good, just helping people in general. So if I'm not teaching and I'm not marking, I'm helping, I'm packing meals, I'm making care packages for the homeless, I'm mentoring girls in Kenya on my Saturday mornings. Uh, it doesn't stop. <laughs> for me mm-hmm. and I love that like it's just a passion of mine so in the future hopefully I can open some sort of 
organization for students to feel safe and they can get free homework tutor and just vibe and where they can mingle and understand and get some mentorship um, on how to navigate the school system. Yeah, it's interesting. Fascinating stuff. Uh, dream big is what you said, and I hear it here, and I acknowledge it. It's it's so good. Miss um, Hassan, <laughs> um, uh, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You can see the entire article, shiftheads.ca. It's there online for you to go as well. Um, 877-399-9898. Janet had emailed in even before we ran the interview and said, I can't believe you're, this is setting a bad example. You're wrong. Fashion does not belong in school. So the question I ask you is, uh, uniforms or no uniforms, fashion in school, does it work for you? So Steve is in Winnipeg. Steve, tell me your thoughts on uniforms and what it was like when you grew up. When I grew up, okay, my, my, my parents were poor. We were not well off. My, I remember growing up, my mother would take me to a thrift store to get uh, clothing. Uh, there were uh, kids uh, that were well off, and the big uh, big thing was Levi blue jeans, uh, Bill Bottom blue jeans, stuff like that. Okay, uh, when you went to a thrift store, there was no such thing as that. It didn't exist. When I was going to school, uh, and I'm wearing clothing that's secondhand, I was picked on all the time because we were poor. And it should be my own personal humble opinion is a standard uniform. And the reason for that is everybody is equal. No one is above the other just because you, one person lives on a different side of the railway tracks compared to another family. So let me and ask you a question then, Steve. It, it, is it, would it not make more sense to raise healthy, respectful children than to worry about uniforms? Yes and no. Okay. Why not? And and but the point, the most important fundamental point to this, as I say this to you with all due respect, if everybody is wearing a uniform, no one is above the other, and mm -hmm. no kid gets picked on. No, oh, I get that. Okay, but that's two different topics. Wearing so, Steve, the same. Steve, Steve, I need you to dance with me here. There's um, that's two different topics. If you want to have everyone be the same, that's one thing, and no kids getting picked on, that's a different thing. Do you think that um, I hear you and I, I hear your experience about getting picked on? Nobody diminishes that. I'm not diminishing that in any way. So let's talk about specifically everybody being the same. Do you think that it builds kids that aspire to express themselves and create the life they want to be when they are all dressed the same? Well, that okay, like that. That's. That's somewhat difficult to answer. Like, for me, it, uh, that is somewhat, like, it's a catch-22 there is what you're saying to me, okay? It is. And, oh. and, uh, and uh, I just want, uh, you see, a, a teacher is getting paid to teach a child reading, writing, arithmetic. It should mm -hmm. not be politics, 
It's okay. not politics, though, Steve. So we're not we're talking about politics. We're talking about inspiring children to grow and express themselves. I mean, when you, I mean, English is about expressing yourself. So you can teach about the words and vowels and you know adjectives and all those things. But if you can't teach somebody how to express themselves, they can't tell the story. Mathematics is pretty simple: one, two, three, four, pretty black and white. But at the same time, it takes an awful lot of creativity inside mathematics to be able to come up with all kinds of all kinds of different situations. Artists. Uh, you know, actors, uh, athletes, the best athletes of the world are incredibly creative, right? And now, to your point, they still wear a uniform. So you can't diminish creativity and ins- inspiration beyond just curriculum. But when you're wearing uniform, there is acceptance amongst each other. Is there? Is there not? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the stats. I would love to know the stats about bullying for kids in schools with uniforms for kids in schools without. Well, I went through it when I was a child, and like I said, my parents weren't well off, and I remember those days. And and if you weren't wearing uh, the right the right type of sneakers, you were picked on. If if I mean, I used to wear my brother's shoes because he was older than me, and his feet outgrew his shoes, and right. And I was wearing my brother's uh, shoes, and he was, like I said, older than me, and the shoes were run down and falling apart. All right, thank you very much, Stephen Winnipeg, right there for that uh, conversation. The shoes are falling apart, but wearing a uniform doesn't stop bullying, right? Healthy kids stops bullying. Healthy kids that are conscious and aware stop bullying, stand up against bullying. And jerks will be jerks just because you put a uniform on a jerk does not mean that a jerk is no longer a jerk. It's just a jerk in a uniform. Right? So it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me some of these notions about how uniforms can can change the impact and how our previous guest there, Miss Hassan, somehow, uh, as Janet claims, is not okay for us to talk about it here on the shifts because fashion doesn't belong in schools. Right? I find that strange. I really do. I have to tell you, I think it's off the mark. I think it's an old notion. It's an old idea that we can blame a uniform or blame sneakers. Not to say that, you know, some kids go and and wear fancy clothes, but that's not a kid problem. That's a parenting problem. So if you wanted to solve the problem, you don't punish the kids. You get better parents. I'm guilty of it. I, I did those things when my kids were younger too. So, I mean, uh, hey, we've all been there. But we've got to be careful here. We've got to be careful to not blame the teachers for promoting kids to be self-expressed, which is the most important of all the confidence things. And at the same time, yes, it's not a fashion show to go to school. It's also not a fashion show to go out to the corner store, but we do it anyway. I still stand by this, this idea that we... Halloween is the only day of the year that we don't actually wear a costume. And when we start looking at our lives from the perspective, don't blame the uniforms. Don't blame the fashion. Don't blame the sneakers. Do I think that kids spend too much money on clothes? Absolutely. On sneakers? Absolutely. Supreme clothes and uh, um, Drake's uh, clothes. Ovi, Ovo, Ovi, what is it, Ryan? Ovo, Ovo. Ovo. O-V-O. Yeah. Um, like it's astronomical. They pay just for the, the owl logo, the prices. It's off the charts. But at the same time, my son's packing around an $1,800 iPhone, right? $400 hockey sticks to hockey practice. 
this is not a uniform problem. It's most certainly not the teacher's problem. It's a parenting problem. This is the Shift Podcast. It's time for Game Showy. Coming up shortly, it's going to be 420 everywhere. That means, man, that it's going to be 420. So we're going to play like a game about it, man. Here's your host. (laughs) I forget his name, man. He's the guy, though. He's the man, man. Oh, man. Thanks, Bob. Okay, no. You guys can't keep this up. Come on. I mean, Come on. Yeah, no, we can't. We really can't because <laughs> it would take 45 minutes to introduce Game Showy and then we wouldn't be able to play Game Showy trivia. Anyway, welcome to Game Showy. Thanks, Bob. Yes, it is Canada's favorite radio game show and it is 420 trivia because it is about to be the weed day across this beautiful country that loves its marijuana. And so, yeah, we're going to celebrate it. Test your trivia with us. And the game's pretty simple. So if you're new, let me run you through how it all works. Our contestants are going to pick a question and a difficulty of said question. Now today, we're playing for J's, for joints. So one joint is an easy question. Three is a very difficult one. If you get the question right, you're going to hear this. You want to get hot? Okay. Very good. I remember his name, man. His name was Jay. Jay was the host, man. Jay Dog. Yeah, I can go by Jay Dog tonight. What was I doing? Are these references from something? Am I supposed to be keeping up with this? (laughs) No idea. I don't know either. Anyway, if you get it right, you hear the... Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Drugs are bad, okay. So, right or wrong. Now, we have three categories of questions to choose from. We have stoner stories, wacky tobacco, and cannabis culture. Now, we also have a very special question, which is the question for you, the listener. It is the text line special. It is hidden in this show, and one lucky contestant is going to stumble across it and could win two joints if your answer is correct. You get to pick it. So, when we find the text line special, it's going to sound like this. Dave? Yeah, Dave. Dave's not here. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, thank you, Cheech and Chong. 877-399-9898. Text in your answer if you know it, because you could be the deciding factor for the contestants. Here is your question. In 1969... Which member of the Beatles missed Paul McCartney's wedding because he was arrested for marijuana possession? Is it John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, or George Harrison? Again, which member of the Beatles was arrested for weed possession on the day of Paul McCartney's wedding? John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, or George Harrison? 
877-399-9898. Text in your answers. That's the rules of game showy. It's time to get going, bud. Oh, yeah, Sarah, hit the button, man. Thanks, man. There's the, there the thing, man. I forgot to oh, play the thing. Oh, we're never going to get through this. <laughs> no. Bob. Bob's here, man. Hey, Bob. Bob is here, man. All right. Uh, who wants to go first, man? It's a piece <laughs> of love is, tonight. Okay. I don't care. Hold on, guys. Okay, full disclosure. Okay. Have you been Show participating meeting. in 420? Mm-mm. Nope. No. Why would why the fact that, that you are shaking your head on the radio, Ryan O'Donnell, <laughs> is a bit concerning, a bit of a flag for me. Nobody can hear Whoa. that. <laughs> no. No, they cannot. I can hear it, man. I can hear it. It's okay, like guys. angels singing, man. In the soul. Mm. Um, Kelsey, why don't you go first? You're you're ready to go. I think you're Am the I... most coherent of the three of us. So I think you I should think go first. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about the state of the team right now, but we're going to power mm-hmm. through. Um, I know very, very little about this world, so this may be uh, this may be Shane's time to shine. Mm. Um, okay, uh, let's go stoner stories, and mm-hmm. I like I always like coming in hot. We'll go for three joints. Ooh, very good. Okay, now you might recognize this story. This is a pretty <laughs> famous Canadian story, although I really struggle with uh, some of the wording here so bear with me what was the name of the canadian athlete who had his gold medal in snowboarding stripped eventually returned at the 1998 nagano olympics when a blood test revealed thc the active ingredient of marijuana in his blood system was it ross reblegati eric bedard <laughs> kevin overland or Paul Savage, Rebel, Rebel. Just answer the question. <laughs> you even got the name of the city wrong. That's the best part. Yeah. No, Nagano. Nagano. Oh, Nagano. Nagano. Yeah, it would be Nagano. Yeah. Yep. Rubagliati. Rubagliati. That, that's it. Is I'm pretty sure that's R- how we Rubag- say it. And <laughs> no. Who's high now? I've Ross interviewed Rebel- him. I've Does actually Ross interviewed Rebel- this man, Ross, Ross Rebagliati. Rebel- that's what I said, and it's him. <laughs> he is a massive cannabis okay. advocate. <laughs> he is a big time. He probably is. In, and yes, Kelsey, that is the correct answer. February 13th. You want to get uh, high? It actually, he actually ruled in his favor, restoring his medal, because cannabis had not been banned by the International Olympic Committee, although he was on the no-fly list in the United States for a long time. Uh, and yeah, he has a pretty fa- infamous skit on SNL about the whole ordeal. If you want to learn more about it, pretty wild story. Sweet. And, uh, there's three, three J's for Kelsey. Should say sweet leaf. Sweet All right. Leaf. Uh, okay. So it's my turn. Categories are yep. stoner stories, wacky tabacky and cannabis culture. So I'm going to go with the wacky tabacky there, Ryan, for Wait. three J's. Uh, for a three. Okay. Shane, mm-hmm. which word here? is not a slang term for marijuana. Okay. Asparagus, mm-hmm. crop dust, mm-hmm. Christmas tree, or mm. 13. Which is not? Yes. Three of those are um, actual slang. One of those is not. 
all of the above. Like, what because, is this? <laughs> yeah. My dog does it to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say crop dust is not a slang term for marijuana because she has a tendency to walk by and just as she goes by. That's a crop dust. Uh, And that's a three days for you, good sir. That is correct. You want to get high? Say those again. Uh, Say all all four of them. Okay. Kelsey, I've got more. So here here are the three actual ones. Asparagus, Christmas tree, 13. But Mm. they get... They get weirder. Do you know where so, 13 comes from? Have you used no these terms before? Okay. No. But so, here are so, some actual... Uh, hold on. Ryan, I just want to know because I don't yep. know the world. I don't know the, this world at all. So I would say, hey, you and me, let's head out for a little 13. Like yep. that's how I would use that in context? Yep. Okay. And and then mom is real confused at Christmas dinner when I'm like, I'm going to need some asparagus up in here. Or mom's <laughs> like, I got you. Then. You never know. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, okay, off yeah. you go. I think it looks like um, asparagus. It's That's because uh, thirteen is the the first letter of marijuana is the thirteenth letter in the alphabet. That's where that comes from. Okay, and, read the list real quick. Actually, do you want me to? Can I read some of it? Or this yeah, is Ryan's go, list. Go for it. This is okay. this is a list of actual stuff that I found on the internet from a weed. actual from a medical journal, by the way. Ooh, very good. Um, weed, pot, yep. Yep. reefer. Mm-hmm. Grass, dope, ganja, Mary Jane, hash, herb, Aunt Mary, skunk, boom, chronic, chiba, blunt, ashes, at pardon, um, <laughs> ba- baby, bang, bammy, blanket, bobo, bobo, bush, boomer, bomber, boom. No. Um, what we've do got you bomber, know? boom, broccoli, cripple, uh, daga, dinky dough, uh, ding, <laughs> dong, it. wanna, flower, flower tops, ganja, <laughs> gasper, giggle, smoke, good giggles, good butt, hot stick, ooh, jay, jolly green, joy smoke, joystick, uh, roach, and, um, bing, yeah. bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Lots. There you go. And that's, yeah, okay. Three, Isn't three. this a great community? <laughs> three, Guys, three for three. Who? We got a tie game. <laughs> Who actually says I'm, I'm going to get me some dinky dow? Like n- <laughs> these are not real. This is not real life. Uh, I promise you, if you've ever met a stoner, I promise you that it is because it's just funny. It's just yeah, very real. Oh, blunt. Okay. It's blunt. Yeah. Can I be blunt? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, guys, we have to have a talk after this. I'm okay. All right. Uh, cannabis culture. Oh, it's been decades are... for me. It's been hours for Ryan. So. Hmm. Wait, this what? is evident as he nods on on the radio again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get investigated now. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I would lead it? that investigation. <laughs> that would be my role. Like you were talking to the boss. guy right now. I don't even think we <laughs> even have a pee in a cup policy, but you're gonna be the first one. I'm happy to be a pioneer. <laughs> oh boy! All right, uh, Kelsey, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, sticking with three joints because I clearly have some mm-hmm. catching up to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Jumping into the cannabis culture category, please, Bob. Okay. Here is a very simple question. It's a bit of an urban legend, but it does have an answer. Where did the term 420 come from? Is it a police code for weed-related incidents, Cheech and Chong, the Grateful Dead, or just some teenagers. Wow. I mm. would think I would know this. You mm. just in covering legalization, I 
Wow, I'm going to, it's between the police and Cheech and Chong. 420, it makes sense that that's, uh, that's something that would be on a police radio. Yeah, I'm going to go with the police. Final answer? Okay. That is a very common myth, myth about it. People think that's the answer, and that is not correct. It is <laughs> not a code for marijuana. You shouldn't do drugs. Yeah, huh. that's what All the right. police would say. But okay. Shane, you've got five seconds to steal. Talk. 420, I'm going with uh, the Cheech and the Chong because I don't know the answer. The Cheech and the Chong are also incorrect. No. You shouldn't do drugs. We can okay. thank 420. We can thank teenagers for that. In 1970s, a group of teenagers from San Rafael High School in Marion County would ritualistically smoke marijuana at 420 every day. The 420 became their code for marijuana and they called themselves the Waldos, and the Grateful Dead heard about that, and then they popularized it. Hmm. So, Grateful Dead are the ones who spread it, but it all originates just to some hippies in the 70s. So, thank you. All right, All right. so, so the it, current score is 3-3. Three, three. Three, in, three. in the tee-up of this, you just started calling it 420, but I don't like... So, we're rolling into April 20th. This is a, a day for mm -hmm. stoners to unite, and that's what we're yes. here doing a poor job of celebrating. <laughs> Got it. I think we're doing a pretty uh, good job. Yes. I think it's accurate, actually. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of living into it fully, yeah. honestly. We, we, yeah. we sort of have got nothing done. We haven't accomplished <laughs> much. Yeah, I think we're doing an all right job. Okay, um, it is 3-3. Three, three. Stoner stories, wacky tobacco, cannabis culture. I'm going with stoner stories for two joints, Ryan O'Donnell. Ho, 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 ho. Well... I was going to do a pun. It's not happening. Congrats. You just found the text line special. Ooh. Dave? Yeah, Dave. Dave's not here. Dave's not here, <laughs> but the text line special sure is. This is a question for the uh, listeners and the listeners alone, our shift head friends. So Shane, even if you know the answer, you can't tell me. It's up okay. to the text line. And here's right. the question. Mm -hmm. In 1969, which mm -hmm. member of the Beatles was forced to miss the wedding of Paul McCartney due to them being arrested for marijuana possession? Bono. Options are the four members of the Beatles. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, George Harrison, right? Now, we got a lot of texts on this. We got some people saying it's got to be Paul McCartney. It makes sense. It sounds like a very Beatles story. Then we got one Johnny boy, John Lennon. However, the overwhelming majority of texts... Or actually for George Harrison. Shane, do you have a guess what you think is the correct answer here? Uh, no, I don't know, but I would like to acknowledge the text said, I think it was the one with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one with the beard is, I mean, all of them at one point, but the one with the best beard was George Harrison. And mm -hmm. that is the correct answer. The listeners got it right, Shane. Yes. There you go. Well March done. 12th, 1969, George Harrison was raided well, by the London police, same day as Paul McCartney's wedding. Good news, he got married again later. He did, yes. I should also specify, yes, not the only Paul McCartney wedding, but just one of them. So mm. there you go. Shane gets two J's, thanks to the uh, listeners. So Kelsey, you're down two. We still got some time here. You could tie it up. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I I, nope. I think this is quite funny that we're paired up and... um. Ryan probably has the greatest knowledge of uh, this substance, mm. um, yes. so we're doing Jeez. we're doing a solid job here. Do, yeah. When we're talking about um, terms, what do you actually call joints? Jays? I haven't heard that. Like, no, here's uh, two Jays. 
Yeah, I've heard Jays. Yeah, I think yeah, that's... Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, legit. Yeah, J- yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not quite sure where I've heard that, but I've heard that before, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just can't tell if you, you're just making stuff up because you can just no, say, yeah, one weed, that's I've how it is. Up, yeah, the only one I've made up is Wacky Tobacky because I think it's hilarious. Oh. Well, that's, <laughs> like, I've heard that before. That's like a boomer statement. Yeah, the, the way I, I heard it like once, ironically, and I really love it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's millennial okay. humor. Yeah. My dad came okay, home from well, Hawaii with a, a, a wacky tobacco t-shirt from Hawaii once, which was a weird way to see your father for the first time. Glorious. Like that. Yeah, it was great. Welcome home. There's your, okay. There's your weed shirt, dad. And then you bonded over <laughs> yeah. two J's. Oh, is it my turn now? No, no it's, it's Kelsey's me. turn. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I keep trying to go, but you're just, okay. Drink Sorry, some man. water. Come down All a little right. bit. I'm going to go do <laughs> something. Uh, wacky tobacco, please. Two joints. Let's okay. do this. All right. Here's the question, Kelsey. Where's my the wand? cannabis plant responsible for all the chaos that happens on the radio right now is indigenous to what continent? South America, Asia, North America, or Africa? I'm going to go... I'm thinking like Chinese herbal medicine. So mm-hmm. I'm going Asia. I'm going Asia. Firm, firm answer. And you would be right. Yes, cannabis hemp originally evolved in Central Asia before it was introduced to Africa, Europe, and then obviously everywhere else. But yeah, it originated in Asia. Hmm. Makes sense. It is super not illegal, by the way. Super not legal over there. <laughs> do not do it over there. <laughs> seems to be all the good stuff comes from over there um my water is wet man okay um so it is tie right now it's tie game yep and uh so i i kind of did well with the wacky tobacco category i'm thinking i'm gonna go with uh wacky tobacco i'm going for one joint though right we're going for one just to to clean this up okay here we go here's your question all right right. how does thc one of the chemical substances found in cannabis affect you when you consume it. I don't know. Does it get you high? Does it provide know. pain relief? Does it make you sleepy? Or it is not an active ingredient? Well, it does not. I think your question is very leading, uh, Ryan, because I do not consume the cannabis like you, single-handedly supporting the economy through gummy bears. Okay. I um, um, sound like... Yeah. <laughs> Our yeah, I know that the the, um, the oil <laughs> is good for the joints and it mm-hmm. can make you poop if you take too much, but it's good for your belly um, and helps with the pain relief because that's something my, my dad has tried. Mm-hmm. Um, the THC, though, the THC is the stands for makes you high. So I'm going to go with T. <laughs> made that up, man. Um, I'm going to go with uh, THC, please. Yep, you, I don't know you got what to it. Do with Nailed this. it. <laughs> Nailed it. Did he nail it? Yeah, that's correct. With yes, the acronym. The, yeah. Yes. No, no the acronym. He did not nail it with the acronym. Hey man, we got a text from Dave. Dave is here. He says, and I'm cheering for Kelsey because she sounds sweet. <laughs> that is Thanks, an actual Dave. text. That is an actual. Text. Dave's from in Dave? your corner. Oh, thanks for oh. having my back, Dave. All right. All right. Why well, can I? Were you throwing uh, the game? Why did you go with one joint? You threw the game. Well, because I just beat you. 
Yeah, he did. did. You? That's all it took? No, no, yeah, no. That was our last Who? question. That's why I went with one. If he had Who's gotten that? it wrong, you could have st- stole the answer. Either way, you it, could have stolen it. And one. so I went for the easy. So the, the idea yeah. here uh, was that I went for the easy question because if you stole it and got it right, then you, you would have beat me. So that's why I went for the easy one. See? Strategy. Well, so here clearly Shane is not a consumer of this of this product because if he was under the influence, he would have never thought of this strategy. So there you go. See, there you go. We know there's, clean. there's your answer. Love it. Yep. That's been game showing. Kelsey Campbell shows her innocence without getting high every day like Ryan O'Donnell does. We don't actually know if he does or not, but when we're playing game showy about marijuana, it sounds authentic. Well done. Who is the guy with the messy hair that smells like patchouli that's in the mic booth with me? Remember. (laughs) Careful. What? what is mm. happening here? Serious mm. meetings happening tomorrow, boys. Serious meetings. Mm. Smoke weed every day. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you? Are you? Are you? Okay. 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 Are you okay with? I'm Shane Hewitt. Our phone number, 877-399-9898. And uh, we are Ryan O'Donnell. He's in South Calgary. I'm in North Calgary and Airdrie. And uh, John O'Chung is in um, downtown Vancouver. John O, J-O-N-O, by the way. I uh, got a couple of text messages. <laughs> Some strange names for you, John O. You got a Jonah today. Uh, you got a Joanna today. And uh, you got a Jana today, actually. So. Oh. The, the many faces of Jono. Yes, the many faces, yes. Jonathan, if you want to, uh, if he's being bad and you want to give him trouble, <laughs> call him Jonathan. Jonathan! Yeah, they also call me by my middle name as well, Wesley. There, Jonathan Wesley. Now you know you're in trouble. 877-399-9898. That is our phone number for you to let us know what you think of these stories. Are you okay with... Taking a shower. It's it is the superior way to like get clean and ready is for it the day. The superior yeah. way, really. Out of the fact that it's convenient and it uses much less water. A bath is amazing, but I maybe take like one bath a year. A year? I shower every day, but I maybe take a bath once once a year. Maybe. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. I'll go days in a row with baths. I love them. Yeah, they're awesome. But it's just, it's, you know, it takes some time. And I do, I, I but, and if I'm going to take a bath, I have to have a bath bomb. <laughs> it's like bubble, oh it's like having a bubble bath for your adults. It's awesome. <laughs> well, it Skin is a bubble feels bath all for nice adults. After. Smells good. You know what I do? You don't want to know what I do in the bathtub, right? Um, I'm not sure I you're going to tell me, so. Yeah, there's two things that I, I consistently, why I go take a bath. Obviously cold, that's one thing. Um, but there are two, I have a jetted tub now. It's so good. Oh, yeah. My parents um, have one of those. There are, uh, there are two reasons why I do this, and I suggest this to anybody. Uh, although I can't do this in my new tub because it's like a six-foot 
tub or a seven foot tub, like it's bigger than me. My old mm. tub was a five foot tub. So I had to fold myself in half. You know, I'm more than six feet tall. So I had to fold myself. There was no way I was going to drown in that bathtub because I would go in the bath and I would take a nap. I do not recommend that. That is not safe. Don't. Do not do it. Nope. But when you're, when you're the size of me and it's a five foot tub, do you realize how many things have to go wrong for me to drown in that tub? Lots. <laughs> so I was okay with the risk. Now, the other thing that I do is I, that's where I meditate. I go to the where bathtub. You, sorry, I meditate. meditate. Yeah. What do you think yeah. I said? Um, meditate. <laughs> Mm. I knew it was meditate, but I wasn't sure how you got there. Um, meditate. Okay, so I like, do. do you put on some like relaxing music or is it like I do guided silence? meditations. I do all kinds of different ones. Yep, I do vision okay. work. My vision work, I love doing vision work in the tub where you sit down with guided visionary work and you sit down and, you know, what does work look like? How does it feel at work? What is the perfect day? What does home feel like? What does your relationship feel like? What does love feel like? What What does... Um, you know, uh, experiencing conflict feel like how to, um, do that. There are so many great ways to do vision work. Hmm. Um, there's one that I've learned and they call it elevators and you imagine yourself in the room you're in and then an imaginary elevator opens and you walk into that elevator and there's only one button and you push it. And while you're in the elevator, you sort of go through this vision of feeling good, feeling loved, feeling welcome. Um, you know, surrounded by people that care about you, people that you care about. And then as the doors open, the scenario is different every time the doors open. You've just walked into hmm. work. What do you see in front of you? And hmm. sometimes the, the stuff that comes to you is completely different than, so if you think vacation, so I want you to vision your vacation. So you're in this elevator and there's all kinds of different incarnations of the elevator. But the um, you're in this elevator and like, okay, so vacation. Right now you're thinking of vacation. What does a vacation feel like? Oh, it's relaxing. It's warm. Whatever, right? Um, and then the door and then the doors open, and what you see in your mind in that moment could be a beach, could be a mountaintop, whatever. It's amazing where your imagination will take you. And it's not about um, anything mystical in creation. And there's a lot of people that do believe that, but I don't, I, I just think that it actually just lets that some of that stuff shine through over the should. Hmm. You should do this. You should go to the beach for your vacation. Oh, you should go help your parents because they could use, you've got the time of this weekend. You should go help your parents mow the lawn. You should go help your buddy because he's renovating his basement. You should, should, should. Well, okay. Well, what does vacation truly look like? Who's there with you? That's neat. That's fun stuff. Hmm. I love that. All so I do that in the bathtub. Yeah. Wild. I um I sing Smith songs and Oh, you're sad in the to tub. Keep it to five minutes. No, the happy ones. So there's like three of them. But they're good. Yeah, I was gonna say, no wonder you're done in five mm -hmm. minutes. Yeah. In and out. All right. Okay. Uh anyway, this is Are You Okay With? And uh it's not the hippie mystical meditate show. Uh are you okay with taking a shower? A man helped himself to a shower. As you would. At a police station. Okay. After breaking into it and then proceeded to flood it. All of this can only happen in one place. Say it with us, shift heads. Florida. Florida. I don't know how things work in Florida, which from your description sounds like a colorful, lawless swamp. <laughs> 
36-year-old Joseph Moulton has been arrested after he explored the Naples Police Department. He jumped the fence in the South parking lot and went inside to an unlocked p- patrol cruiser where he sat there for a few minutes until he saw some people come out. Moulton hid in the bushes, then took action once the coast was clear. According to the police report, Moulton used the nozzle of water hose and shoved it, uh, used the nozzle of a water hose and shoved it underneath the west door before turning the water on, causing at least an inch of flooding damage. And the story even gets better. Once inside, he made himself right at home. Then take a shower. I mean, come on. You heard that right. A shower. Surveillance caught him walking around in a towel, then helped himself to a uniform shirt, hat, and bulletproof vest. Pretty ballsy guy to be able to walk into the police station, you know. And it didn't stop there. Police say Moulton relieved himself on the woman's bathroom floor and dumped a police radio in the toilet. That alone worth more than $1,000. And I'm really supposed to believe this. <laughs> Moulton did leave one big clue behind, his wallet with his ID inside. Officers tracked him down to a store on Goodlett Frank Road. As to why Moulton did all this, he admitted to having a little too much to drink and had no clue how he ended up in the uniform. If I did that, I know I'd remember, that's for sure. Uh, that is amazing. It's from NBC2. Oh. Moulton is being charged with grand theft, two counts of burglary. Naples police are not commenting at the moment as they further their investigations. I'm sure they're trying to figure out how some stranger can just walk into the police station. Uh, yeah. Like, and it, this is peak Florida, man. This is one of my favorite Florida man stories because he was able to do so much inside of the police station. And it's the United States. Like, the police have got equipment. Like, they are set up. But this guy just wandering around. Like, I could, like, he, I can imagine him, like, you know, singing raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> <laughs> like wandering through the police station. Oh, that's so oh. funny, eh? Love it. Ryan's favorite of the year so far? Is that it's... Um... It's the peak. It is the best Florida man story of the year so far. It absolutely oh, okay. is. Oh, very nice. That's good. I'm glad. That sounds great. Raindrops are falling on my head And just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed Ah, it's wonderful. Nice. Are you okay with raccoons? Um, Trash pandas. Kind of cute. Trash pandas, yeah, they're they're kind of cute, you know, from afar. Um, you know, they're kind of goofy, but that's the thing is, you know, you can find a goofy, chill raccoon, or you they will be the most terrifying feral creatures that you can encounter. We like I've I've read we we me and my friends named this raccoon that was nearby. Uh, yeah, it was when I was working at a summer camp, and it, it kept you know walking around, so we named it Little King Trashmouth. And then one day, Little King Trashmouth sprinted at me like Usain Bolt, and I had to throw a chair at it. And then the trapper came, and we never saw it again. Oh, that seems like a nice way to deal with a raccoon. I mean, what do you do if you run into a raccoon? Like Super King Trashface? Little King Trashmouth. Very close. I almost got it. Well, if you meet a feral raccoon, um, you should probably call the raccoon capture people. Or 911, something like that. Police in Lindsay, Ontario were called to deal with a rather nasty raccoon last week. This raccoon proved to be uh, a little resilient bugger. So, 
What did police do? They dispatched it. Now, there's nothing unusual about that. Police dispatch rabid items all the time, animals all the time. Well, dispatched. It's mm, a nice way to say it, isn't it? The issue in this particular case, though, that came up for conversation was exactly how they dispatched it. The second cop dragged the uh, raccoon out. It was lassoed, so it was subdued. And then the first cop hid over the head with the shovel two or three times. Like, eh, eh. And I'm like, you know. And then he started whacking it. And I don't know how many times he whacked it. Maybe six, eight, ten times, twelve times. And the raccoon was freaking, and obviously it was being killed. Global News reached out to the Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry to find out if they were contacted, but did not hear back in time for deadline. According to the MNRF's website, if a wild animal is alive and there is a public safety issue, you should contact your local police departments. Global News also reached out to the Kawartha Lakes Police Service for an interview, but they declined and sent us the following statement reading in part... When officers arrived, they determined that the raccoon needed to be euthanized as it was deemed to be a threat to public safety. A normal course of action would be to dispatch the animal by firearm. Based on the location being heavily transversed by both vehicles and people, it was determined the discharge of a firearm was not a safe option. The probability of a ricochet of the projectile was too great a hazard to both the citizenry and property in the area. Officers attempted to contain the animal with an animal control pole but it was not safe to try to capture it. Our officers made the decision that dispatching the animal with a shovel would be the safest option. <laughs> dispatching it with a shovel. It's quite the press statement. Like it's... <laughs> uh, Sergeant Deb Haggerty says the service recognizes the officer's response has caused some concern among the community. Our officers acted without malice or disrespect to the animal when they made this decision as it felt it was the safest option on the circumstances, she said. I think they did a good job. I, I yeah. you know, I mean, the image of the guy with no teeth talking about how many times they whacked the, the raccoon is pretty funny. Can you, Tijano, can you skip ahead on that one? Just give us a little bit of that guy. Just I like that. The second guy. cop dragged the uh, raccoon out. It was lassoed. So I was subdued. I like, I that, like guy. that guy. Yeah, he's I like good. that guy a lot. I think he's I, a wicked dude. What, what, like, what else do you do? Because, like, I well, would say that hearing a gunshot and seeing it shoot a raccoon is as yeah. traumatizing as watching it bonk it with a shovel. There's no great, like, option. There's no, here. yeah, there's it's, no great solution yeah. to this, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? You can't just give yeah. it some beef jerky and say, you know, here, trash can. <laughs> give me, right? chill out. Can't. Cool so, now? um, uh, shovel it is. Oof, that's I. The sound, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> not good. Nope. Sound could be traumatic in itself. Yikes. Anyway, um, good morning. <laughs> Please leave the uh, dispatching of raccoons up to the experts, though. Hey, we just all agree that's a good deal. That's a good deal. Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.